Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Shape the Coaches weekly podcast where every week it is our goal, our aim, and our mission to bring to you directly to the people a message, a creative, inspiring, authentic message, something that promotes the belief in yourself, um, helps us learn the lessons of life that we continue to go through together. We believe here at Shape the Culture, we follow the model of each one teach one. So we believe that it's our responsibility that as we continue to learn lessons, as we continue to hurdle over our, our own, our avoid our own obstacles, endure through our trials and tribulations, that those lessons we learn, we have a responsibility to come back and share those lessons. Um, we believe that as humans, you know, we have a tendency to go through some of the same things um, and they might look different. The circumstances may be different, but the principles of life continue to be the same throughout our trials and tribulations that we all go through. So it is our purpose and our mission here at Shape the Culture to kind of unite us as a people, create this community where we can all learn from each other, engage in some conversation, ask ourselves some critical questions, and really just continue to learn, grow, and evolve. Um, so if you're a first-time listener, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for giving us a chance. However you found your way here, I'm really grateful that you're here listening, giving us a chance. I hope that as you listen, like I said, you you find something that interests you. You find something that you believe you can learn from, make, may provoke you to do more research, more studying, more critical thinking and reflecting. And hopefully you go back and listen to some of our previous messages as well. If you're a continuing listener, I just want to say I appreciate you so much for continuing to join us on this journey. Um, it's really exciting that each week as we learn and grow when we go through these series, um, we just get deeper and deeper into ourselves, deeper into our journey, deeper into our purpose. Um, and I believe that we really come together and by listening and by reading, we're able to kind of create this community from people from all over. And that's really a beautiful thing to witness. So thank you so much for continuing to tune in, for continuing to listen um, and continuing to grow with us. This week, we are keeping our series going titled A Dream Deferred. Um, and this series has been focused on the story of David and the temple. Um, and we've been learning some principles about having a dream that is deferred, that's postponed. Um, and sometimes even when we have a dream that we feel like might be rejected from God, because as we've been learning through this story, we've been seeing that, you know, David had these great plans for this temple. You know, he really wanted to build it. He had he had his right intentions. Um, but we started the series learning about humble awareness and about how sometimes even though we have these big plans and we might believe that our intentions are right, you know, we have to be humble enough to accept that sometimes we're not able to do everything. You know, as humans, we do have limitations, you know, and sometimes when you're on a path, you have to focus on the path that you're on. And David was humble enough to where he was aware that, you know, okay, I may want, I might have wanted to do this, but it's not my time to do it. And it's not necessarily in my path to do it. Um, and we kept that going. And then we looked at, being able to pay it forward. So sometimes when you have these big dreams and you have your right intentions, you know, you might have these plans. Sometimes those plans and those intentions are strictly for you to pass forward. Your dream is strictly for you to pass forward, to lend it out and reach out to somebody else and say, hey, you know, I want to teach you how to do this. Or, you know, God has put it, or I felt it was placed in my heart and my spirit that, you know, you should do this. Maybe you should help me with this. Or maybe I have these plans solely for you. And so we're going to keep diving into what it means to have a dream deferred. Um, and this week, we're going to continue in the same story. So I'll still be in chapter eight of Chronicles. Um, in the past two messages, we've been reading verses from verses one, and we've made it all the word, 
all the way to verse 10. Um, and this week I'm going to start in First Chronicles chapter 28 still, but I'm going to be reading verses 11 through 18 and they read 11 through 19 and they read like this. Then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the portico of the temple, its buildings, its storerooms, its upper parts, its inner rooms, and the place of atonement. He gave them the plans of all that that the Spirit had put in his mind for the courts of the temple of the Lord and all the surrounding rooms for the treasuries of the instruction for the treasuries of the temple of God and for the treasuries for the dedicated things. He gave them instructions for the divisions of the priests and the Levites and for all the work of serving in the temple of the Lord, as well as for all the articles to be used in its service. He designated the weight of gold for all the gold articles to be used in various kinds of service and the weight of silver for all the silver articles to be used in various kinds of service. The weight of gold for the gold lamp stamps for their lamps with the weight for each lamp stand and its lamps and the weight of silver for each silver lamp stand and its lamps according to the use of each lamp stand. The weight of gold for each table for consecrated bread, the weight of silver for the silver tables, the weight of pure gold for the forks, sprinkling bowls and pitchers, the weight of gold for each gold dish, the weight of silver for each silver dish, and the weight of the refined gold for the altar of incense. He also gave him the plan for the chariot, that is, the cherubim of gold that spread their wings and sheltered the ark of the covenant of the Lord. All this, David said, I have in writing from the hand of the Lord upon me, and he gave me understanding in all the details of the plan. As we continue to dive into the story of David and the temple, it's really my intent to put a focus on God's overarching plan. Because one of the things that strikes me the most in this story is the amount of detail David was able to plan for this temple. And, and yes, this was to be the temple of God. It was to be the centerpiece in their land. It would be a historical monument. It would be the place that people come to visit, worship, rest, and reflect. You know, it was meant to change lives. It was meant to change the, the trajectory of the people and the culture. And so it's only right that there would have to be so many details planned for this building because the occasion was truly monumental. But remember, in the past two messages, when we've been reading the beginning of the story, we read that David wouldn't be the one to build this temple. You know, he wasn't the one that was going to organize the builders, organize the workers. He wasn't the one that was going to assemble all of the materials. He wasn't going to do any of the hard labor of actually building the temple. And as we continue to read, we saw that he wasn't even going to be the one overseeing the people building the temple. So as I was reading, you know, I thought, you know, we have to ask ourselves, why would God fill David up with all of the plans for the temple if, you know, he wasn't the one that was actually going to build the temple? And this strikes me because I think of I think of our history and I think of our current generation. And I just imagine all the plans that even myself that I have and all the plans that people come up with that they don't get to witness come to fruition are plans that are created that ultimately become useful for somebody else. And then I wonder how many of us would be willing to provide our detailed, game-changing, history-making plans to others. Because when we read those verses, 
David isn't just telling us that he had these plans. He's actually giving these plans to his son, Solomon. You know, he was he was saying, you know, it is not my purpose to build this temple. I thought it might have been. It was placed in my heart. But God has told me that you were the one to build the temple. So here, I'm just going to give you everything. I'm going to give it all to you and let you work. And I think it's interesting that God's plan requires us not to only pay it forward, but to actually collaborate with others. And that's a difference because you could pay it forward. David could have paid it forward. He said he gave his blessing to Solomon. He said, you know, I believe this is for you. So you go and you handle it. And he could have kept his plans for himself. He could have said, you know what, since I feel like God is telling you to do this, he must he must be able to provide you with plans. He's going to give you everything. I don't need to give you anything. But on the other side of that, sometimes God's plan, it requires us to collaborate with others. David actually had to work with Solomon by telling him his plans, giving him all those details. Because as humans, we have to understand that no man or no woman is an island. No one is meant to go through this journey of life alone. And although we like the idea of being self-made, it's been glorified in our culture and you know, we promote that each person must look out for themselves and that you truly can't count on anybody to get the job done. That's not really the case because the truth is that everybody needs somebody. Along your journey, you will have to reach out and ask others for help. You will have to work and build with others to make your dream a reality. And to the truth is that you will come to a point where you have to share your plans. You know, when you have plans to do something, it can't get done unless you share those plans. You can't be stingy with your plans. And I can imagine that as David was built, being filled up with all these beautiful plans for building the temple, that he was growing more and more excited. You know, you know that feeling when you just feel like you've got that vision, you have that insight, you're writing it down, you're envisioning it. You know, you you get excited. He was probably extremely pleased with the fact that God was giving him plans that he knew ultimately would change the world. Because we read at the beginning of the story that this is exactly what David wanted. You know, he said he had it in his heart to build the temple as a house of rest. But I think sometimes when even though when we sometimes when we place our own ideals, our own visions, our own dreams inside of ourselves, that we tend to get ahead of ourselves because we have these grand plans and we believe that we have great intentions and we start to become obsessed with not only getting it done, but receiving the credit, you know, of getting it done of being the one that had that, that contributed to society or history in that way. We start to focus more on the finished product rather than really honing in on the process itself, because it sounds easy when all you think or talk about is the finished product, right? When David's, you know, imagined life with the temple, when he imagined people's reaction to seeing the temple, David could go on and on about having a temple in the land and the benefits it would bring and the effect it would have on the people. But the process is where things start to become tedious. And this is when we start needing others to help us and help us detail everything out. The everyday task of making a dream reality is what really counts the most. And so as David began to be filled with his plans, I wonder if he started to think about how much help he would truly need. I wonder if he put into his account, his calculations in his writing, the amount of people that would have a hand in building the temple, because it wouldn't be David's temple. It would be the people's temple. I believe that when we start to tap into God's plan, that we tap into a source of our connectedness. 
as humans, we're not to we're not meant to survive or really thrive in isolation. God fills us up with plans and details, knowing that we will have to lean on others to get everything done. And that's why humble awareness is so important for this very reason, because we have to be humble enough to understand that we can't do everything. We just can't. And we have to be aware that there are people out there with more skills and knowledge than us in certain areas. We have to be aware of this fact and be unafraid to call on them when we need to. God's plan is for everybody. It's not just for us. You know, and I think that's a insightful revelation to come to because when we think about God's plan, we tend to put it into selfish terms like God's plan for my life. You know, God's going to do this for me. Then I'm going to be able to go do this forever for others. You know, but that's not how it works. It's God's plan works with all of us working together as a unit. Our growth and evolution counts on us working together. Those ideas and plans you have are not just for you and honestly, truly are probably more for others than yourself. And so I just think we have to be reminded of that when we think about God's plans. And when we think about our dreams, especially when we think about our dreams being deferred, like I said, postponed, you know, delayed, and sometimes even feeling rejected, that maybe sometimes we have to pull back and be able to say, okay, wait a minute. Well, maybe I need to call on others, ask somebody else for some insight, ask others for assistance. Maybe I need to be humble enough to pray for some clarity and discernment and say, God, maybe this wasn't for me. Maybe it was for somebody else. And if it is, let me figure out who that is. Let me figure out who I need to bring into this to actually make this dream come to fruition. And so we're going to keep diving into David's story of his dream being deferred. We're going to see the results of that. We're going to see the results of his action, of his humble awareness. Um, So thank you once again for tuning in to Shape the Culture's weekly message. Like I said, I hope that you, you pulled something from this that makes you think makes you meditate, makes you reflect. I hope that you continue to listen as we continue to work through this series. And then I hope you go back, if you haven't already, and listen to the previous episodes and really get into the story of David in the temple and see his evolution and his maturity come together, like I said, as he starts realizing the magnitude of God's plan and how God's plan involves him working with others and working with everybody. So thank you once again. I'll talk to you guys next week. I love you all.